Oh, the countdown. Oh, yeah. See, I still like you to intro us. Oh, sorry. Okay, let's start again. Okay, and recording. We're going. Go. 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 Oh, oh yeah. that's me. Okay. <laughs> Hi, uh, you're listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We... Probably not anymore. Let's be honest. <laughs> God, you know, the 10 seconds of silence have probably kicked away most people. Is, is it like radio where if you have a certain amount of time where nothing happens, it just disconnects? Is that what happens with the radio? Yeah. Huh. yeah. That's why a lot of songs, if they have silence, won't actually have actual silence. Anyway, we are a Geelong-based uh, gaming podcast where we play some games very badly and then we talk shit about them. Also, yeah. radio trivia. Yes. Know. Whatever your heart desires, you can find it somewhere else. We'll just give you some shit that you don't need. Fuck, that, that's pretty much the summary right there, isn't it? <laughs> Put that on the blog. Uh, this is episode 23, episode 7 of season 2, episode Alpha, Beta, Omega, Batman Forever. I don't know. Um, it has been two weeks, Jace. It, now, it has been, and I'm shocked, astounded, surprised, and rather impressed. Well, it's been a couple of times we've done two weeks in a row, so this is not something we can keep up forever, people, no, so enjoy don't, it. Or... Don't expect this to be a standard that we adhere to at all. No, no. Just put up with us while you can, and we'll soon go back to the regular six-months gap. Um, what have you been up to, Jace? Um... Look, I, I was trying to work that out at, just before we started recording, and I was like, why is it not much? And then I realized it's because it's only been two weeks. Um, so what have I been up to? All right, let's get rid of the boring stuff first. Um, so all the stuff I've been doing, that is. Um, but <laughs> That's no. why I get you to talk first, mate. Yeah, I know. I would save, save all the good shit till... till when, do we, after, when, do we, when do we get to the good shit? After the podcast it's, finishes. It's been, I was about to say, it's been 20-something episodes. We haven't got there yet. No. Um so, look, probably about the only thing of consequence that I've been watching has been staying up to date with Loki, mm-hmm. which I am... How many like, episodes are they up to now? Uh, three or four. Okay, cool. So, it's not heaps, but... Yeah, because I'm two episodes in, so I'm started. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm really curious to see how they wrap it up, only because I'm so confused where they're going and how these characters are working and whether... Like, because it's Loki mm-hmm. as a character, I'm waiting for the scheme within a scheme within a scheme to kind of unravel. Yep. But I can't see it at the moment. Um, and that's, I mean, probably, hopefully good storytelling. Um, but I'm just super curious to see where it all goes. I'm still loving the aesthetic. I, uh, as I said, the piece for me is hoping that all the character stuff they're doing is to build up for some stupid inception worthy type thing like (laughs) if at the end of this series i don't have like a um what is it sixth sense kind of moment um i'm gonna be a little bit sad um no pressure marvel (laughs) (laughs) but you're enjoying it so far so far so good as i said it's i like I just like the overall aesthetic of the whole TVA concept. I really Mm -hmm. like that the bureau kind of feel about it. I like, look, realistically, you put um, Tom Hiddleston in as Loki after this long. It's good. 
the character is interesting. It's not one of just the standard everyday, I've got to be a good guy character so you can get a bit interesting with it as well. Um, I feel like, you know, it's the piece that it's why DC should be better, right? Is Mm -hmm. because the characters have got depth because they're not just good guys. Yep. Makes sense. So, yeah, look, I think so far, so good. I'm keen. Um, We'll see what happens there. Um, Yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm two episodes in and, I mean, I'm enjoying it, but there are parts in the middle that are kind of a bit too elongated, too much talking, not enough doing. I mean, I know it's Loki and he's got to have his mind games as far as, you know, tricking people, but there's there's been a couple of times I'm like, okay, come on. Hurry this up. Yeah. And look, my whole problem with it at the moment is the fact that the mind games kind of feel like he's an idiot. And I really mm-hmm. hope that's what he's playing. Um, like that's actually, you know, part of the scheme. Because if it's not part of the scheme, it's going to be sad. Because, um, yeah. He needs look, to win. Absolutely. And he needs to be built up to be this amazingly cunning, you know, mischievous, clever character because otherwise, you know, it kind of also degrades the whole Marvel cinematic and everything everyone he's Mm -hmm. played against and with in that whole process because if he's a bumbling idiot, um, well, what does that say about everyone else? Anywho, I'm hoping. I've got high expectations. We will see. Um, I, I still just love the sort of Hitchhiker's Guide-esque feel of the TVA. Um, and we will see. But apart from that, not a whole lot of, of real worth on the watching side of things. On the purchasing side of things, a um, few, few little bits and shit. So my Kings of War bases semi kind of arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say semi kind of arrived, look that they arrived in that I went and picked them up finally. Um, so the way this played out is my sister ages ago bought a laser cutter for reasons unbeknownst to me. Um, and I thought this would be super useful to, for me. Um, so I just ran with it. Uh, but it's taken, taken me this long and she's had it for a couple of years now to actually get anything out of her. Um, and even then, it you know took a lot, a fair amount of nagging. And even then, so I, I literally just sent her the dimensions, numbers of like volume and dimensions. Give me two of this size and two of that size and all that kind of stuff. I didn't think it was that hard. There were a couple of moments there where I listed the same dimensions twice because I wanted two of them, but only got one of them. And then to, to try and, you know, fix that, instead of listing the same dimensions twice, I wrote two of, or I wrote two, and then the dimensions. And mm-hmm. then what I actually, because the dimensions were 20 by 20, they're just little character bases, right? Yeah. But what I actually got was 220 by 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is fine. Like, I, I can work with this and it costs me nothing. So meh. Um, and I can go back and annoy her for more stuff, which is also meh. But in getting all that wrong and taking this long, she also took the time to just engrave random shit on the back of them to amuse herself. So I've got little engravings of um, look comic-y looking horror characters. Like there's a Chucky and there's a fucking what's his name from... 
um, saw the little puppet dude. And then there's, yeah, there's all that in the back of them because that's what she could focus on. Um, It's times like this. I realize we are from the same family and it kind of hurts inside. Uh, (laughs) So look, the the basis of the thing I've kind of been going, look, I can't really start this army until I've got stuff to put them on. Now I have stuff to put them on. So now I have to find another reason I can't start this army. Um, Because I've got all the most of the models and a bunch of stuff on order. Um, So they showed up sort of enough for me to get started. And the other thing that came out recently, I bought a new webcam. So my OnlyFans is about to kick off. Um, No. (laughs) Subscribe for 50 cents a month. Mate, can you imagine how just no money I would make? (laughs) (laughs) Like, can you, does it cost you something to run that? Cause I would go into debt. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know how it works. Um, I know just, they just take money out of my account for all my subscriptions, but anyway, um, no, so the dream was that with all of the Twitch streaming that has been going on that I've had nothing to do with, I could actually sort of start lifting my game and, and being involved in, um, frustratingly the webcam that I bought that told me it had autofocus doesn't. Um, and what that generally means is one big, large blurry picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've got some more shit on order that will hopefully fix that. We'll see. Um, that will come in the next week or so. I bought Amazon prime is amazing. Can we just, yes, <laughs> so good. The delivery is so fast. I um I joined for a month. I got the free month just when I purchased the the mic for the podcast and the yep. Twitch and the the webcam. Um, and I cancelled after because I haven't done anything else with it. But it's also tempting. Oh, because I think we've just got it with the Disney Plus subscription. Oh, really? I, okay. I, I, I don't even know. I just look. To be honest, mine's just hooked into the wife's account. And then if she keeps it going, then I keep it going, but she keeps buying stuff. So, um, I feel like we're going to have it for a while. Um, so look, she manages the streaming services and anything they're joined to. Um, so that is, look, I've, I've bought a bunch of stuff, hopefully to get a little bit more, um, quality on the, the, the Twitch side of things. So hopefully Mm -hmm. in the next week or so that will all show up and I'll get it all locked and loaded and, and actually get some content of questionable quality but less blurry at least um well we've done a couple actually i've worked out um it's it's kind of a rough workaround to get cameras for both of us going on the same stream at the same time but we've had a couple haven't we and it's turned out quite well um you know people can tune in and look at me on the left hand side of the screen and see all the shit that I'm doing wrong and then they can look at Jace's side on, on the right and see what how to do things correctly. So we're giving you a bit of everything. See, the problem is, is they can see the shit you're doing clearly. <laughs> uh, so they, can, they can see the st- how to do stuff not, correctly in blur. Yeah, I'm, I'm not giving them that kind of... It kind of, uh, you know, quality viewing. But anyway, um, we'll, we'll just keep tweaking away at that and, and just seeing if we can get it up and running and, and doing some stuff. But um, that's been – so there's been a couple of those sessions. I've been painting my Underworlds, the Eyes of the Nine Warband that I've been painting forever. Um, I thought I'd better – look, they were half done 
and I needed something to just test it out. So I'm just finishing those off. I'm finishing bases soon. I, I sort of I started them last night, decided I didn't like them, so I'm redoing them. Um, how much I keep, I don't know. Um, but I'm looking at my to-do pile um, and it is mildly concerning because um, I realised that by this time next week, Will will have opened the Sevens Blood Bowl League mm-hmm. and I have not a team on base, not on bases, nor painted. Um, not on bases? Well, like, no. Normally you put them on bases, you just don't paint the bases. Yeah, no, well... I, I, because I got the the 3D printed base mm-hmm. bits, um, I had to assemble minute, all the you've models. You've played me with them. They're there, aren't they? Yeah, well, some of them, not all okay. of them, and some of those pieces weren't completely finished. Like, there's a uh, at least one troll that's missing an arm, um, or something. Like, there's, there's there's bits and shits that needs needs finishing. Um, so I will finish the assembly and everything, and then I look, would like to get some paint on them before we, we kick off. So that's kind of this slash next slash the week's problem is let's see what I can hey, do cool. for, for my snotlings. Um, and then I also need to work out for our kickoff, whether we have enough boards for the night or whether I need to get my craft on for that. Well, it all depends on who's coming. So I haven't had an official confirmation from most people yet. Yeah. So. But I also feel like we won't until the night. Probably um, not. You're right. <laughs> like if this league is like anything else. Um, <laughs> so there's that. So there's the, um, this week is basically, look, let's do the bases for the nine because I've just got to finish them. And so they're actually fucking done. Um, but then snotlings. And then mm-hmm. after that, so we'll come to it later, but there is a Warcry event sometime in the next four weeks, three weeks, sometime, something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a perfectly serviceable Warcry warband sitting in a cupboard, perfectly done. <laughs> and that's not what you want to use? But also I have those Dark Elves. <laughs> the Dark Elves from the, the newer starter set. Mm-hmm. that I bought and I assembled like one of and went, fuck, these are fiddly little bastards. And then I put them away. That This is a really good excuse. If I go to that, if I get permission to go to that, <laughs> if I can convince myself that it's plausible that I could go to that and don't ask until the last possible minute, <laughs> that would also be a good thing to, to get done. So that is that. But then I've also sitting on, you know, this bloody Lord of the Rings commission I don't want to do um, and a few other bits and shits. <laughs> so, but I feel like, look, I've got to basically spend, let's say the next month or so, just actually getting shit done. So I yeah. feel like it's just going to be a, a pump stuff out. Let's not stop to make things look super pretty and, and work on that done is better than perfect thing. Um, so that, it'd be brace yourselves for the next update because it's just going to be, Heaps of shit. So much hobby. Um, <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? That's me. Guaranteed. <laughs> um, well, it sounds like the, we might need to do a few Twitch streams over the next couple of weeks anyway. I'm not sure how productive they are from hobby. Like, 
because I spend half my time watching the little screen instead of actually doing shit and talking, I'm not sure how productive they are, but I mean, they're fun. I'm finding it more productive for me because I go a lot longer than I would normally. If people are watching and commenting, uh, then there's there's that motivation to keep chatting oh, and I see. keep yeah. hobbying. So it's been more of a um, an additional time thing for me. So yeah, okay. anyway, look, you know, we can, we can't. It's totally up to no, you. No, I totally need it's to. Fine, I can do it by myself. I mean, Not you like I haven't been. Especially, you have been for all this other time. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Um, me, I suppose. All right. Uh, like I said, well, first off, we finished watching Sweet Tooth. So how'd that, how'd that go? Really good. I mean, it's yeah. obviously set up for a next season. Uh, I did see a Twitter post by Robert Downey Jr., who is one of the – it's him and his wife, the executive producers, just saying how proud he was of the show. Um, like I said, it's, it's – Got that whole virus taking over the world thing going on, which is in this day and age, it's not an easy watch for that regard. But there's so much hope through the show that it's just, it's just cute to watch. <laughs> uh, so finished that, moved on to Loki, like I said, two episodes into that. Uh, and then the other night after mm-hmm. we played games, I happened to get home and the wife had had a friend round for a couple of drinks. The couple of drinks was more than a couple, I think. So after her friend left um, and after I had finally gotten my wife off the bathroom floor, away from the toilet, (laughs) given her a bucket, put her into bed, I kind of felt like I had to stay up and just, be there in case I got called in. Yeah. So I sat on the couch and I started watching Jupiter's Legacy. And four episodes in. Did you finish it, by the way? No, no, no. I'm only a couple episodes in, two or three mm. in. Yeah, no, I'm the... four now, so halfway. Okay. Really enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah, look, it's it's something different. It's like I remember you talking about it and saying it's really interesting to see the point of view of you know the the whole code that uh, the utopians living by. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still yet to get to the point where people get their powers. So the whole you know modern time flashback, modern time flashback sort of thing that they've got going there. But it's intrigued me enough that I've that I've ordered the first two graphic novels. Uh, which should I mean that's that's tomorrow. a pretty low bar. Well, I, it convinced me enough to buy comics. Let me think about that for a minute. <laughs> well, it convinced me enough to buy non-Batman comics. Okay, no, okay. Okay. that's that's maybe a thing. <laughs> but yeah, that's about as much TV watching as I've done. Uh, purchasing non-hobby related. Let's go for that first. Ooh. There's there's only one thing which I will mention. Two things I'll mention. One thing I bought. Um, I've been looking really hard, especially today, at the bloody McFarlane Batman toys. <laughs> they're they're not expensive, and some of them are just fantastic. And the the thing that is driving me mad is they're all that 
fucking builder figure. So you buy one and you might get like the legs for another figure or the torso or the head. And to finish that extra one, you need to buy all four in the series. Cheeky fucks. Yeah. Like Marvel have been doing it for ages, but these McFarlane ones. So they just released them last week. The death metal, um, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Robin King. And to put them all together, you get a Dark Father, which is basically from what I can figure, because I can't even remember Dark Father being in the comic, uh, but I believe it's Dark Side Batman. Anyway, Robin King looks fucking amazing. Batman has his guitar, so you can put him in like a full-on fucking solo mode pose. So that's two of them. Wonder Woman's not bad. She's got a real sort of hella look from Thor Ragnarok going on. Superman, unfortunately, is a piece of trash. That that one. So I'm looking at them going, do I buy all four? Or do I buy two and then just be left with half another figure? And what the fuck do I do with that figure then? What's the scale? How big are these bastards? Oh, they're six inch. Okay. I don't know what we do with that. Mm. Unless we make terrain out of it. You can make a broken sentinel. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. See, I've already got, like, they they did another series which had uh, Zombie Superman had a pretty cool Wonder Woman, I think. And it had not... No, Batman. And it had... Batman Who Laughs, which I got. And it had a Robin, which is currently unavailable. So I've got the Superman and the other one, whatever that is, Batman or Wonder Woman, I can't remember, put aside at work. Because I've got, you know, bits of this fourth, fifth character that I just don't know if I want to buy and it's frustrating. I mean, no, the, the the issue here is you don't want to buy it, but you do want to own it. And that's that, that whole... It's like head, shoulder pads, weapon. Yeah. Otherwise, what do I do with this? Well, you, you take it out of the box to start with. Yeah. So it's involved, like it doesn't take up anywhere near as much room. And you throw it in a bits box and you forget <laughs> about it until... <laughs> Until yep. you have something, yeah. Um, anyway, because otherwise right. it will te- te- taunt you. It well, it's absolutely. sitting there above my bin, so maybe it might well, maybe just make fall its way in. into the bin. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so I've been looking at those, but the one thing I did pull the trigger on is I got myself my first hot toy. Um, for um, anyone that's not in the know for these action figures, hot toys are pretty much the gold standard and you will pay gold standard rates for one but they're fucking amazing okay so it doesn't take batteries it doesn't like, take batteries no, no. That's, no. All right. not, uh, that, when I had hot toy like that's kind of where anyway nah, um, so, Sideshow do, do a brand called hot toys and they are like the premium action figure you can play with these things but they come with all different types of heads and hands and weapons and you can pose them in whatever way you like. And they released a 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back Boba Fett. And I 
ordered it, I don't know, six months ago. And it came into work and I looked at it and I ummed and ahed for the whole day, just going, do I, do I actually pull the trigger? Uh, and I did. <laughs> and I'm still like, it's still, I'm looking at it now and it's just, it looks so good, but like, this is a whole nother level. Like, do I now start collecting hot toys? Because if I do, <laughs> then I'm broke. Like, I'll have to sell the house. And they only come out, like, these are the sort of things. So they come out for a brief amount of time. There's a set number of them made. And then if you want to buy them, you are paying three, four, five times the original cost on eBay or whatever. This does not bode well for you, my friend. No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, it's Boba Fett. I had to get Boba Fett, but like. See, but you've said that. And mm-hmm. then they're going to bring out a Batman. And then they'll bring out a They've brought out a couple of Batmans. I do have, there is a Batman at work, which I have looked at, but it is a Batfleck. Oh, I'm we don't just know. not sure I want a Ben Affleck action figure in my house. <laughs> I asked the wife, I said, I you fit, know, no, should I, I get I a Ben Affleck action figure? And she said, well, is there a JLo one? <laughs> which there is not. I would buy that. Um, <laughs> I don't but, but I feel like, you know, Ben Affleck in an action figure, I feel like it's a bit of a Horcrux. Like it's probably a little part of his soul. He can't actually kill him off until <laughs> we kill all of the action. Anyway, because, um, I mean, because then there'll be Joker ones as well and you'll have to get those. And then mm. there'll be, you know, Look, uh, I have Wolverine uh, that you'll need to get and there will be a, a, a fucking trap jaw that you will need to get. And then it's ooh. like, you see how this is happening. It yes. snowballs very badly. Oh, they don't do Masters ones, but you've just reminded yeah. me there is another company that does pretty much the exact same thing in Masters. I don't think there's been a trap jaw yet. Oh, it's been a merman. Anyway, uh, uh, so I don't know. I've, I've been to a friend's house and she's got like five or six hot toys set up and they look phenomenal. Um, but I'm just, I'm sticking with one, I'm sticking with one for the moment. We will see what happens further on down the tracks. But anyway, yeah. I mean, I've said that with wives for a little bit, but mm. sticking with mm. one. Yeah. Mm. How many are you up to now? Um, one current, um, <laughs> mainly because of the amount of fear that she inspires. Uh, <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Fair anywho. enough. That's what they're supposed to do, isn't it? I think so. I think right. that is the role. Um, <laughs> Hobby-wise, yes. moving away from, from large action figures. And polygamy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're getting it all tonight, aren't we? Um, I've pretty much just done Blood Bowl and Underworlds since we last chatted. So I purchases, I bought the Deepkin. So I got crabs. Yep. Um, I've put them together and they are now just sitting on the bookshelf. I'm not sure. They're there because they completed the collection. Like, let's Pretty much, pretty much. And I'm like, I got very excited. I think, you know, this is the final dire chasm. I know I keep saying that. I just like the way it sounds. Uh, Warband that I needed. And then I got the cards and I put them in the folder all excitedly and then realized that I was missing cards. And I was like, what? I, that, I've got the warbands, haven't I? I did a quick Google search, and yeah, sure enough, had them all. And then realized that there was a card pack 
which had cards that were considered part of Diachasm, which I didn't have. So I ordered that and I got that the other day. Um, I this game put, has and you, you yeah. and you think you can stick to one hot toy? <laughs> I don't think I can stick to one. I'm trying. All right, I don't think it's going to work, but I'm okay, trying. Good. As long as, it lasts as, long as, as long as I can. Yeah. Um. All right. So sticking on the underworld theme, I have done a little bit more on one of the skeletons, one of the bone reapers. So he's got a couple of different contrasts on his silver base coat and he's starting to look fairly decent. Uh, I do need to keep working on those, but I've had other things that have distracted me. I put the orcs and the vampires together. And now that I have all the cards, I have made up a vampire's deck. So I am ready to go. So how far away from the just base crew box deck did you go? How much well, extra stuff? Seeing as I um, put all the cards in a folder when I get them, you I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I okay. don't know. I did use a lot of the vampire-specific cards, yep. though, cool. because I felt like they were really decent. And there's a, it's it's interesting because the vampires will inspire if they have no hunger tokens, something like that. Let me get let me get the cards. They're right. They've here. really they've really gone they're, unique condition yeah. heavy for this one, haven't they? Yeah. So at the end of the action phase, this vampire, this fighter has no hunger counters. Then he's inspired. Okay. And if he's inspired, mm-hmm. if he has three or more hunger tokens tokens he is uninspired so they oh, go shit. back and okay. forth so so you've got to keep them not hungry so this yeah. is literally well, every game of these guys is the hunger games well that's the thing is it, whether whether you want to keep them inspired so if they have three or more hunger counters uh they're considered on as bloodthirsty and cannot be on guard and then so being inspired gives them bonuses but being bloodthirsty gives them bonuses as well cool. so for example the 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 leader here uh leader beans if he's bloodthirsty he gets minus one dice on his attacks but plus one damage one of them okay. gets plus two um movement for example um, and then at the start of the each round they're getting a hunger token anyway so it's not like it's like you you need to do something to inspire them you need to take those hunger tokens away so i just went fuck that let's give them as many hunger tokens as possible so there's a couple of cards which come into a play if there's hunger tokens on on anything so i've just gone full hunger for them so i'm not planning on being inspired with them very much at all okay i i I really enjoy the concept of a warband that where you can play with hmm. being inspired and uninspired and they give you different buffs. So like as an extra resource to manage, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and they've really gone all out with these new diachasm ones where um, I think it's the, is it the Deepkin? They, they inspire on round two and then on round three, they uninspire. Oh shit. So they've gone pretty heavy. Anywho. Orcs and vampires put together. Yep. The orcs, which is the the shaman, the shaman and his three lackeys. I had the idea that I would paint up the lackeys as ghosts, mm-hmm. and the shaman I would paint decently. 
So I have painted the three lackeys. And that put me on 69 models. Oh, so um, you've stopped. I didn't even stop that night. <laughs> I wanted to, but yes, I wanted to stay on 69 for a long time. But as usual, I couldn't last more than five minutes. So I, <laughs> anyway, the three orcs are done. The shaman's got some paint on him. He will need a lot more work than the, the ghost orcs took. So, he's not, so he's not completed? No. So he, no. you're still on 69? Completed? No, no, because I then went to the halflings. <sighs> so I've been working on my halfling team for sevens. Mm-hmm. All of the halflings, including the, the three that I've got assembled that aren't currently part of the team, have six or seven colours on each of them. Mm-hmm. So they're getting there. There's pretty much the base coats base colors for each area mm-hmm. so there's not an awful lot of white on any of them apart not, from the white that i want there to be not hearing completed yep continue they're definitely not completed no no so next step will be um layering on top of all those yep. contrast paints and stuff but i did do the two tokens for the warband so no models no well they are models <laughs> They're small models, <laughs> uh, but they are little hands holding forks with sausages. Yeah. Yes. So I've done the hands up as, you know, green plaguey Nurgle hands. I've done the sausages with shades of Nurgle's rot and a blue contrast over the red. So they look like they're not edible. Yep. And then the forks that, they're holding on to, I've done all rusty. So I'm quite happy with how they turned out. So yeah, nice. You, you can see that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And lastly, my treemen have shown up. So they are now glued on bases and they have one, two, three, four, five, six colors so far. So they've been done up, uh, but they've still got white on them because I'm going to be... Uh, wet blending the contrast paints like I did with the wood elves for Underworlds. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've started that on the legs, just did a little uh, dark brown at the bottom, lighter brown at the top, and then we just got to go and do the rest of the body with them. So they'll need, I mean, none of these are going to be done by the time we start next Saturday. But I'm not necessarily saying done. I'm just trying to get things with color on them yeah. for the start. It's it's mainly about pushing others to do stuff than it is about. (laughs) (laughs) By pushing you, you push other people. That's the dream. I just like I just like to casually bully people into doing things. Um, (laughs) And if you get some my hobby backlog painted, so be it. Uh, It's that's secondary. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we just want the bullying going. Anyway, that's it for me. That is, yeah, no. I think given two weeks, really, how much do you want to have done in two weeks? I mean, you know, I have, like, these ghost orcs, I'm really happy with them, and they took, like, two nights. So, um, I've, you know, June is, what are we now, 27th? Mm-hmm. I'm still painted every day this month. I am pretty much up to, I think I counted it. There's 24 days this year so far that I haven't painted. So there's not much. 
less than a month. So I've been painting for more than five months this year. That's a fair effort, yeah. Mm. I cannot claim the same at all. Yes, but yeah, quantity over quality, mate. Again, still done is better than <laughs> fucking grey and sitting in a box, um, of which there is so much shit that is grey and sitting in a box. Anyway, um, you, you on, need that on an unrelated and not unrelated but semi-related topic, right? Mm-hmm. I'm currently I've moved where I'm recording from at home, um, just because mic and laptop and everything was sitting around for, for Twitch streams. I just noticed there's there's no giant fist in the background. No, it's next to me now because I have moved from my work desk to my painting desk because mm-hmm. that's where everything is for the Twitch stream. Um, but what it lets me do is stare at the paint racks in front of me um, mm-hmm. while I'm talking, which is fine. They have full of pretty colors and all that kind of stuff. But I'm noticing how separated some of the paints are. Okay. I've been trying to avoid, <laughs> avoid buying one of those Vortex mixes. Uh, the only thing stopping me doing it, and, and a mate of mine had one and he showed it to me. We're talking six months ago. Yep. And, yeah, I was impressed there. And I think I looked at the prices after that. And <sighs> the price is the only thing that's stopping me pull the trigger. If it me. was... If it was half of that price, I'd own one. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's a problem. Because the other thing is with the, the whole Twitch stream, it kind of my, – my light setup for painting worked fine. But when you then have to worry about camera angles and stuff as well, it doesn't work as well because suddenly I've got cameras looking into lights and it doesn't, doesn't give you great stuff. And I've been thinking about investing in another lamp for fuck knows how long, but the one I want is about 200 bucks mm-hmm. and yep. it would be glorious. And I'm well, like, like I said, I mean, it's the 27th of June. I'm like, like is can't it? can't you claim it on tax? I was thinking, yeah, is it not a tax deduction? <laughs> um, I, I doubt it. Um, I, I, I was trying to work out how to justify it, but I just don't think it'd, it'd fly. Um, and also that uh, even if it was a tax deduction, right, it may or may not do anything to my tax return. So <laughs> um, it may not be worth it. But, uh, yeah, I'm just like, fuck. I'm looking at all these separated paints going, it'd be really nice if they were just all one solid cohesive color and I didn't have to shake the living piss out of them before I used a lot of them and oh it'd be oh do I how much were they again how much (laughs) I'm not getting a tax return this year I don't think so because otherwise it would be an easy one to justify oh I have to think I don't know I don't know usually the last couple of years I've gotten a decent tax return and I don't know what's going to happen this year but on a similar note, I'm doing exactly the same. I spent a bit of yesterday uh, when the kids had entertained themselves and the wife was still in bed after her drinking fiesta, um, redoing my desk upstairs. And I got it to a point like you can probably get see the uh, computers in a different spot. Yep. I've got a bit more space. Uh, and I'm doing the same thing. I'm looking at my paint rack, but I'm not seeing the separated paints because I, I, they're always there. 
I'm seeing the amount of dust on my paint racks and thinking, oh, geez, I'm going to have to take all the paints out and dust these things. Ugh. Yeah, that I hadn't noticed that until you pointed it out. <laughs> um, You're welcome. But yeah, I'm sitting here going, how much more space will I get if I got rid of the, like, because I've got lamps sitting on my desk at the mm. moment, two of them. I love um, lamp. I do love lamp. And the one I want, it's like it got a clamp. So I just bolt it to the. <laughs> it's a clamp lamp. It's a clamp lamp. It would take up none of the desk space and it would be all overhead. And I'm just like, oh, that would be. Think of all the space I would get back and I could reconfigure everything so I could reach more stuff. It would be glorious. Um, it's a genuine concern <laughs> I'm, because equally the the guys in the, the Hobby Homies Discord were talking about it and a couple of them have bought, like a, it's a decent sized lamp from just a Bunnings deal, like 60 bucks. Okay. Um, and I looked at it. And I went, mm, that's, that's actually not too bad. Again, it's got the, the clamp thing, so you don't have to have it on the desk. It's a, a really good size, so you get a lot of... And then I looked at the like the technical stuff, and I'm like, oh, there are less lumens. Now, I don't know what a lumen is or what it measures, <laughs> but I feel like I want more of them. Uh, like, it's not like golf, is it? Lower the better. No, I, I don't know at all. Um so, yeah, I, and I was having this thing going, oh, do I spend $60 on the Bunnings one that I may or may not be happy with? Or do I just buy the $200 lamp that I've been eyeing off for the last however long? But then I've spent $200 on a desk lamp. And do I want to be the $200 desk lamp guy? Like I do, but yeah. can I justify it? <laughs> I was about to say. Like, I absolutely do. But do I want to actually part with money for that? What you could do is you could buy the $60 Bunnings lamp, test it out. If it's not what it's cracked up to be and, and not what you want, then you just give that to me and then buy your $200 one. I did propose to the wife that I just buy both of them to compare. <laughs> um, she, she was not impressed. I also thought about buying two of the Bunnings ones. Well, your wife might need a clamp lamp. I feel like she doesn't need a clamp lamp. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, I could put one in the shed. That'd be useful. No, I need to stop and just make a decision. But anyway, staring at separated paints is hurting my soul and I may end up buying a Vortex mixer out of this as well. Mm. It's a problem. We, we, we do need to look at bulk deals. and Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Adam Smith talking about them at one he, point? Yes, because he could order them through work because I he works for a sciencey place. Yeah, he didn't actually get a discount on them is the moral yeah. of the story. He could get mm. them bulk, but he couldn't get a discount on them. Um, so there was no real motivation urgency now. or motivation. Yeah. So now I just, if I want one, I'm going to buy one. And we will see. Um, but yeah, if we could find somewhere where if you could bought five, you got a discount. I'm sure I can find four other people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Three other people. Yes. Yeah. Can you get them on Amazon? Yes. <laughs> yes you. I have added and removed one from my cart a couple of times. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Let's stop talking about yeah. Let's stop talking are. about little vibrators that sit on desks and play some tunes and come back and talk games. All of those things. Done. Yay. Hey now, you're a no-star So game on, go light Hey now, you're a rock star Get your show on, get bright 
we're once again recording. Wait. Oh. Now we're recording. <laughs> oh, you're not prepared. You're not doing it beforehand, like some of us. I did the last one. All right, fair enough. That's fair. Uh, let's talk some games. We did. Apparently, and- that's what. We do. Well, is it? Um, I know that's <laughs> what it says in the title and everything, but uh, um, actually I was thinking before we get into what it was that we had planned to discuss, mm-hmm. there was something else that we did on a particular Thursday evening, like the one just gone. And was it the one just gone or the one before? One I of the ones. Don't know. Well, Where not, is my memory? No, it's not the one just gone. It's the one before that because it's also going to be next Thursday. And the Thursday oh, yeah. fortnight. <laughs> that was that was, I was really thinking fun. about this earlier this morning and like like earlier this evening actually, and just my brain just went. Yeah, that was a great. Next episode, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, did we want Maybe to talk? actually decent content. Ooh, whoa. Nah. Whoa. Um, <laughs> not go that far. Yeah, no. Um, so, do we want to go through the, the, the previous Thursday one quickly? Let's I feel go like, through that, yes. I, I feel like I won't actually take that long. No. So, long story short here to bring everyone up to speed, because we've been clearly talking cryptically for the last however long. <laughs> More cryptic than I could get. Well, yeah. I mean, that's concerning in itself, right? <laughs> but, um, so in the Hobby Homies Discord, of which we're both a part of, um, they have been running one of the Warhammer 40K RPG sessions for a while. And a couple of us went, oh, we didn't get in on that. Maybe I'm having regretty for dinner over that one. Um and sort of had a chat to Oliver, the guy who's running it, who said, look, well, we don't really want to add more people into it. It's going to get a little bit busy. And frankly, ra- wrangling these idiots is hard enough. Um, also fair. He goes, but we could run a separate session. And hey, why don't we run the Chaos version, which I think is called Black Crusade. Ding, I'm in. Chaos. <laughs> I mean, that's that's basically all it took, right? So <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about diving in anyway. Um, and then he's like, oh, I'll do this one. And I'm like, oh, that sounds better. Like, loyalists are fun and all, but let's get interesting and have characters with actual stories and shit. Um, so, and that happened. So, frankly, it's the two of us currently um, and Oliver who's running it. And that's as far as we've got. We basically got to our first character creation session. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was lined up Thursday, a fortnight ago. Basically, after we recorded the last one, but before we recorded this one, one of those Thursdays yes. um, that I was running late to. That's probably going to be a theme moving forward. Um, <laughs> that's right. We're used to it. Yeah, good. As long as no one has any expectations that I'm not meeting. Um, so, yeah, basically the, the first session, session zero, bit of a character creation. This is how the game works. This is what's going on. Let's build some characters. Let's work out what we're going to be doing from here on in. Um, so we had a character creation session, which was really good because we had no idea what the fuck we were doing. And Oliver basically did it all and just said, hey, 
what what kind of dude do you want to be? He was phenomenal like that, like just being able to give us what we want just by us saying, I don't know. Yeah, look, I didn't say, look, it was great because it was a stage there where I kind of gave him a gist of the kind of character I was thinking of and he goes, great. And then as we were running through different skills and traits and abilities and options, he's like, so you'll pick this one. I went, how did you know that? (laughs) I'm not actually needed here at all. This is amazing. Um, So that was really good in that regards too, because I am not really, um, you know, I haven't played a lot of RPGs or anything like that. I like the idea, but they never seem to go anywhere um, or I never get involved in the ones that, that really tick on or I'm a flaky bastard. One of the, the many options, but... A little from column A, a little from column B. It basically means there's there's little to no experience that he was working with and he, he ran with that like an absolute champion. Um, so the interesting piece with um, Black Crusade as opposed to the, the Space Marine 40K one is that you have the option to not play as a space marine. So mm. in the, the the loyalist version, everybody's a space marine. You're basic- I think that may have been their choice. No, I'm no, not no. sure. Uh, you can, uh, no, you can, with the loyalist one, they're the only character options are space oh, okay. marines. And you've got different well, varieties of space marines, but you have to be a space marine. And with the Black Crusade, the Chaos version, you can be a cultist or you can be, um, you know, there's a bunch of human options and they've gone some way to, to balancing the game through different skills and mm-hmm. through different, um, you know, uh, with the, the, the Chaos one, you can get kind of henchmen and lackeys and stuff to order around and stuff like that. So you could, you don't necessarily have to be involved in the front fighting and all those kind of things. They give you all those options. Um, fuck that. Mm-hmm. That seems like you involve, know how need to know how to RPG and and stuff, and I'm there to murder. Like that's that's basically what I think RPGs are: murder, death, kill. Just me, murder things. Um, so I disregarded all those ideas about not being a space marine and was a space marine. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. <laughs> So currently 100% of the squad, Space Marines, um, they, we are the Tango and Cash. The- we really are. Like our characters are very different. For, it's, look, as different as Space Marines can be. Yeah. And um, I like that. Yeah. I think we can run with that quite well. I think there's going to be, yeah, some, some moments of internal friction that... <laughs> can only be fun. Um, or the death of this podcast, one of the two. <laughs> it can be two things. Um, <laughs> I mean, Ritual thinking. Yeah. <laughs> For who? who? Anyway, um, <laughs> I feel like, so, I mean, there's a couple of things here. Is is One, there's currently two of us about to embark on a crusade of the blackest nature. Um, and if there is anybody, A, in the Discord, B, wanting to be in the Discord, or C, wanting to get involved in that. There's probably space. Um, So that is an option. Uh, And if you're listening to this, you're already one step closer than everyone else. True. Um, And if you want to be the all-star, fantastic, you know, person that is the backbone of an RPG and carries the whole team. Because we will not. This is the one for you. Yeah. Hey now, you're an old star. Get your game on. 
No, no, no. <laughs> no. And we have found our music. No. Unless you can find like a death metal version or something. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway. Excuse me, making notes. Um, so take us through your character. All right. So my character is you've got your four gods. So there's Korn, Slanesh, Nurgle, Zeech. So Zeech is the, the magic-using change god. Nurgle is the god of pestilence. Slanesh is the god of excess, uh, so lust and, and sodomy and all the rest of that. And Korn is the god of blood. So I have gone Slanesh because, A, they have these cool guys called noise marines that have, like, sound blasters that just shoot out waves of sound, which I've always loved. They're usually pink, and that suits me. And so as soon as I got in the, the chat with Oliver, I'm like, can I be a noise marine? And he's like, yes, absolutely again. I'm like, done, that's me. So I've still got to work out a name for him yet. I, I should message that to Oliver, but I think I'm going to have to play on it, but I think I'm going to name him after some variation of Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth. I think that will suit. But, yeah, I've got my, my Sound Blaster weapon and all my skills are mainly revolved around shooting and sniping and staying there's, away from combat but killing stuff at the same time. There's also a whole lot of not dying. Like, it seemed to be yeah. a lot of stuff. Like, with with the, the Skull Skill Tree thing, like, a lot of them seem to be you get this but you lose that. Yeah. And, like, because they have, um, like, these... Uh, weaknesses or kind of, you know, your, your disgrace or your, you know, this kind of thing. Um, and they sort of, you know, you get a buff here, but you get a bit of a, a, a nerf there. Um, and all of yours seem to be increases to toughness and armor and wounds and stuff. So, you know, I can feel a bit of a hedonism bot kind of thing <laughs> going on here. Oh, I've got so much to play with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that and move right along. So, <laughs> because it's appropriate for the character. It's perfect. Oh, this is going to go down so well. So the... It's going to go down. Anyway, tell us about your you, character. Are you yelling Timber? Because I have another song idea. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what's that song? I'm going down. I'm yelling Timber. I don't know. It's one of those ones by you know somebody who has a dollar sign in their name. Oh, um, okay. I probably don't know it. No. Um, yeah, you say that. Anywho, so my character in contrast, in stark contrast to fucking hedonism bot over here, um, <laughs> I, I really hope, like, can we just make your guy play jazz flute? Because I feel like a flame flamethrower jazz flute is the, the ultimate um, noise. I just, I, I'm loving the Futurama references tonight, like hedonism bot and clamps. <laughs> It's, you want the claps? It's ah. Oh, anyway, an underrated series. <laughs> so good. Anywho, um, so my character is or will be eventually. He's currently undivided, but um, I, I kind of really like the whole idea. Like the the two things I really liked is um, the whole idea of of becoming chaotic or turning to chaos doesn't necessarily need to be 
like a choice per se. It, it could just have ac- kind of be an accident. Um, and it could be somebody trying to do the right thing or be the, the best version they can be. And they think that they're doing the right thing. And actually it turns out to be this chaotic kind of pursuit. So I kind there's, of... Really- there's books on that. Like there's a, a trilogy of books in the Warhammer series. These are fairly old ones. I think well before the Horus Heresies books started coming out called Soul Drinkers who are a chapter, which is precisely that. They are doing what they believe is right and for the emperor and, and doing all the good. Uh, and then these blessings are coming from the emperor, but they're actually coming from Siege. Yeah. And, I mean, even looking at a lot of the, the Horus Heresy stuff, like the whole Magnus thing, he was trying to do mm-hmm. the right thing. Um, Magnus and- was wronged. Fuck, you would say that. Um <laughs> You know, so there's this whole piece around uh, who's good, who's bad, and I like that ambiguity. Um, and equally, I like the fact that some of these chaos gods, you've got kind of the the stereotypical thing. So, you know, corn, as as the case in point, we will see. Mm-hmm as the god of blood and murder and fucking warfare and shit. But he's kind of also the god of martial prowess and everything like this. So the character I've got, who's currently undivided, but we'll see how long that lasts, is a very melee-focused individual. But his whole piece here is he's an arrogant, you know, warrior. Um, And, you know, there's a whole piece where I can – I've kind of got this whole vibe of, you know, this really sort of almost samurai-esque kind of piece where everything is – this is my honor. This is the, you know, the, the right thing. This is the, the warrior's code and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of blinding him to everything else. So we'll put the blinkers on for that. So that's kind of it. The other half of this is one of his fucking issues. And I can't remember what they're called when you roll them up, but whether they're your, your failings or your blessings or your shit, right. Is this whole concept that I'm going to lean into so heavily where, he believes he is invincible. He believes he is entitled. He believes all this kind of stuff. And he kind of, his mouth is writing checks. Says his ability cannot cash is the moral of the story here. <laughs> um, and I've just got this sort of super arrogant warrior fucking thing going on. Um, so I'm trying to find an appropriate, because I feel like the, the good bit about the undivided thing here is he doesn't have to be, you know, a, a, a typical corn chapter at the moment. He can be a loyalist chapter or an offshoot of a loyalist chapter who mm-hmm. is just this arrogant prick who's kind of finding himself in situations that's slowly turning him chaotic. Um, and I'm kind of kind of super keen to play on that. So current state, I'm thinking just because it's easy, I might um, do like a, a white scars offshoot. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like they're the closest to kind of Eastern weaponry because i yep. really want to get him a fucking katana um and just have you know tom cruise the space marine power katana yeah you see where i'm going here oh yeah yeah i like the way you're thinking what's really disappointing is i was trying to work out because i also feel like with these things you have to kind of have the model of your little dude even if we're doing this remotely we've got mm-hmm. to have um but i I was trying to find bits and shits to kind of make and what to do. And I don't think I own a space Marine like in a full complete sense in something that isn't chopped to oblivion. So I have to actually go and I might actually have to buy a space Marine. You're talking actual space Marine or 
Yeah, well, I mean, I've got a couple of those ones from the the news agent Warhammer thing that happened. So I've got like two, but they're put together. But if you need them, yeah. Well, I'm gonna probably do some some hacking and and mm-hmm. some some converting anyway. I need to find some bits and chits to kind of, you know, make him a little bit individual. See what I can do. I'm, you know, I had this stupid moment of going, oh, I wonder if I can do Yakuza style tattoos on power armor. <laughs> anyway, um, that's that's currently where he's at. So you know, it's, I still need to come up with a name. Um, I'm also in that that place where I'm like, fuck, naming characters is the hardest bit of this whole it game. Is. Now I'm just wondering if this is just a complete excuse for me to buy that Noise Marine model that came out recently. In that, not recently, but but that was so pretty. Yeah, it was. I mm. nearly bought one just to, to own. Oh, um, it's still available. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah. I mean, um, I've got Noise Marines, but I don't have that Noise Marine. No, and you need one that's an individual. <laughs> um, and he's got, like, platform boots on. He's proper twisted sister. It's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, hmm. that was that was Session Zero. These are the characters that we have come up with so far. You can see the level of just ineptitude that we are about to stumble forth. <laughs> yes. Um, and do so yeah. that will be a, a a bit of a fortnightly update you'll probably get until we start going oh shit I can't make this session can we reschedule it to next week and starting that whole cycle of things yep so first game we played ish Black Crusade mm-hmm. RPG session zero there are slots available done um, and before we get on to the actual game I just want to talk Xbox for a minute too okay so. Finished off the, the Jaws Man-Eater game, as I said last time, and I've been it's looking for something else. We're just pulling them all out, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and I, I went through the whole Xbox Game Pass the other day, found a couple of games that might be interesting, but one that I put on that I've actually been playing a little bit of is called Worms Rumble. And it's old school. Is it, is it worms. old school worms? Oh, I loved old school worms. But deathmatch, like team deathmatch. It's cod with worms, <gasps> <laughs> and it is so cute. And you're running around. You're throwing holy hand grenades, and you're shooting oh. sheep launches. And um, I jumped into a game this evening, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I know that name. It turns out it was like fire. The only thing that this game has done wrong so far is it doesn't quite match up the games properly. So some games you're getting like like this one, one on five. You're like, how does that work? I haven't been in a game where I've been like the one, but there's been a couple of games where it's like 12 on two. Now I'm not sure if that's just people dropping out because they join in and see that they're on like a lesser side and dropping out or whatever. But jumping in this game, it was one on five, and I'm like, right, okay, I had a quick look because I, I, I've noticed this, and I like to check you know, how many people are on each team. And I looked at the other team, and it's just one person. And I looked at the name, and I'm like, I know that name. <laughs> it was Lethal from, from the Hobby Homies oh, Discord. Shit. And it was, yeah, so I was, I was like, that's a shame he's on the other team. But this means I get to shoot him. So 
he did well. Like for for being a solo player, he got like ten kills. One of them was me. However, my three kills were all him. So I think I'm three times the worm that he is. I'm again making notes because I, <laughs> I haven't played worms for fuck knows how long. Neither have I. And it's, uh, I mean, I used to play with, like, I think it was Worms 2. We used to have like drinking nights where a whole heap of us would get together and just play Worms and drink. And it was like the best. Uh, and this has brought back those memories, but you're only controlling one worm and you're just running around with whatever guns you can find and you're getting supply crates and getting banana bombs and stuff this like is, that out of it. This is and happening. It's on Game Pass, so it's free. Oh, this is happening. If you've got Game Pass, it's free. In and fact, it's... I'm, I'm going to be back later. You keep talking. I'm okay, cool. Gonna, yeah. It's cross-platform too, so people with it on PC can play with Xbox players. So, yeah, so that was a bit fun. But I just wanted to mention that briefly and give a shout-out to Lethal because fuck you was a good sport about it. And he posted in the Discord after. He goes, yeah, just jumped into a Worms game and who do I see? It was, yeah, so we'll have to get in the game with him and have to try and form up a squad and be on the same side next time. But... I feel like, yeah, this this could go, this could snowball. Continue. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got Xbox-wise. So <sighs> That was the best Xbox update you've ever given. Excellent. Um, I live to serve. This is literally the first one I'm like, I've played Xbox for fuck knows how long, since I downloaded Necromunda. Um <laughs> Which I should play again at some stage, but I'm like, I need to play this anyway. I, yeah, I still check for Necromunda to see if it's on sale. I'm not paying full price, but I respect if that it's on completely. sale. I may pull the trigger. Yeah. Anyway, we played a game on Friday. Yes, yes. I was just trying to do the math of which day it is today. Oh, it's fuck. not Friday today. It's it after is, Friday. It is definitely after Friday, and it wasn't yesterday. It was the day before that, and I go back to work tomorrow, which makes that Friday. Yes. Um, <laughs> carry the one, divide by pi. <sighs> All right. So, yeah, it, it turned out Saturn was in retrograde, and I got out of the house. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure if you'd make it. Because I, I think I even sent you a message when I got there and saying, Are you coming? Yeah, I I was probably just leaving the house after having the conversation again and and begging um, a little bit further. So um, the heist just been fucking chaos here. So yeah, I, I didn't, didn't think it was going to happen, but, you know, stars aligned and I took the opportunity when the opportunity was there to take. Um, <laughs> so we got into, so importantly, so Throw the Dice, our, our local store, um, is in, has been, opened up for the last however long in this little store that he's, he's first sort of, you know, foray into the hobby as a business, um, as a livelihood. And it's been the best little store to get involved in. And it's just enthusiastic and it's got this awesome little community. He's pumping a whole bunch of games and, um, and that kind of piece. Um, but he has since had the opportunity to branch out um, and move into a bigger store. So that is happening. However, there's going to be a two-week delay between those. So effectively, I think Saturday was technically the last trading day, but Friday night was the last Friday that he was trading um, before closing for a couple of weeks while he moved to the bigger store. And we decided to take the opportunity um, with a whole bunch of other people 
get in and get a game of something going on. And we did the, the unthinkable. And when I say the unthinkable, the thing that we've been trying to actually line up for the last fuck knows how long and unsuccessfully. We've been talking about it for quite some time. But, uh, yeah, and it was it was not us that organised it in the first place, which I find amusing too. So, yeah, we got lined up with a couple of other guys to play and then we got there and there were some guys playing Lord of the Rings and they finished and they went. We just bullied them into okay. staying. Yep. So it was eight of us all up in the end, which is Around. a fairly decent game. Around a single table. Mm-hmm. What's the size? Three by three? Yeah. We three by three, eight players. <laughs> it was a very big table. Uh, but we are going way back in history, uh, way back to episode two of this podcast, where we played Malifaux. What did we do episode one? We introduced ourselves. Oh, that's not useful. Okay, cool. <laughs> so basically the first game that we yep. played on mm-hmm. the podcast, um, that's cool. Um, we Yeah, so back to Malifaux, but... We played the multiplayer variant, the old, and look, what is now called the all-in brawl, what from anyone who has played Malifaux before would have been known as the enforcer brawl. Yep. Which is my favorite part of Malifaux. It is so much fun. Um, But also, look, it's super fun. It gets everybody involved. It's a good option where you've got multiple players, especially sort of, you know, four plus players. Um, and it's a good one to introduce the game mechanics to new mm-hmm. players as well. So it ticks a lot of boxes. It also doesn't involve a lot of brain power, so it's a good one after a day of gaming to just get on the beers. and. Yeah, because it's really... I mean, the only the main thing with Malifaux, if you haven't played, if you haven't listened to episode two, uh, is there's no dice involved. So you use a deck of cards which can be a little bit confusing. Well, I think, yeah, look, realistically, it's a a very different mechanic to every other game that Mm -hmm. anyone's ever played, right? So it takes a little bit to get just that base mechanic down. And once you do that, the the rest of the game kind of falls into place. Like, it's a pretty heavy fucking game, but that's the bit you really need to nail. Mm -hmm. Um and it's just that it's different. Like I, I've spoken to people about different games that they've played. And I'm like, you know, how did you find picking up Twisted as an example for a game? And they're like, oh, it's fine. It's a D20 system. It's just like D&D. If you played D&D, you know how to play this. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, Malfoy doesn't have that comparison. I mean, there's just, there's no other game I know of that has a similar mechanic. So it is fundamentally different f- for people that even play a lot of tabletop. There was an old RPG, I think, called Deadlands. And from memory, I should look it up. I've got the book somewhere. Uh, From memory, that used cards as well. Uh, But that's the only thing I can think of. And we're just getting obscure. Mm -hmm. Um, So so the enforceable basic concept here is rather than Malifaux is a skirmish scale game. So normally be a crew of maybe, you know, seven, six, seven, maybe 10 models against one other player on a board. The enforceable variant is every player. So multiple players, basically as many as you want, but kind of that four, five to eight is, is the sweet spot. Everybody has one 
character. You have one model, that's it, that's you for the whole game. It runs for six turns. Um, there are points. So historically it was uh, in the enforcers are a station, like you have a, a master, which is the leader of a crew, a henchman, which is the next one down. And your enforcers are kind of usually the beat sticks, um, the big sort of punchy dudes of each crew. Um, so it was traditionally done with the enforcers. I think with the newer version of the rules, they've removed the enforcer limit. Like so, you can run minions and stuff as well, but meh. Um, it, we'll get back to the changing of the rules with third edition, but anyhow. Um, so the whole concept here is you have your little dude. It's basically a kill fest. So you you kill dudes, or you wound dudes, you get points. You kill dudes, you get points. Um, if you die. In your next turn, you respawn on a random table edge and you keep going and the game goes for six turns. So the super fun bit here is everybody's involved for the whole game. There is no, oh, I died, I'm going to go fucking take a piss and grab a drink and fuck around and heckle because um, you just come back on your turn. Um, and then the second part of that is the fun that you get across the table going, right, well, he's currently winning, so why don't you not kill me? Why don't we both kill that guy? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're friends, right? Um, <laughs> You're going first, so you you do damage and I'll finish him off and then stab you in the back. So, as I said, it's it's a great game to get people involved because you just use that basic mechanic of I'm attacking you or you're attacking me and I'm defending and you're attacking and that and just flipping cards and getting used to the, the cheat mechanic and everything really, really well. Um, and it's just, it's fast, it's frantic, it's furious. It's it, it, There's not, apart from the actual abilities on your card, you don't really have to think about anything else. There's no synergies. There's no, you know, extra objectives. It's how do I murder with this thing? Yeah. Um, so much fun so so much fun and yeah like i said this is my favorite version of malifaux i love playing with cards as instead of dice you get a hand in enforcer brawl of three cards which you can then use to uh exchange for the cards that you're actually flipping if you want to cheat if you've got good cards in your hand you can do that uh or you can discard them to help use abilities and stuff like that but uh, it's just, yeah, all-out murder fest. And with, like you said, it's with the beat sticks. So it's with the really exciting models, really exciting guys. So eight of us around the table. Mm-hmm. You took notes. So who did we have? Okay. So we had eight characters, obviously. We had a sandworm, which looks exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, look, Big. it's straight out of June. Um yeah. And look, it's the only model on the table that I hadn't seen before, and it's because it's from the new Explorer Society faction. So the jerks at Weird for for third edition introduced a new faction, being the Explorer Society, um, and they've been on a relatively fast and frantic pace releasing models for the Explorers to keep up with the rest of the Mm -hmm. the factions that were already available. Um, So the, the... frustrating bit here is a lot of their models are very pretty um <laughs> it was a very nice model yeah so but the sandworm as i said very much what it says on the tin it's a worm it comes out of the sand has teeth yep light stuff uh we had a fire golem we did also a relatively new uh model but look they they previously they had a an ice golem they had a whiskey golem, 
that's that's a fun one um <laughs> all of the standard columns but uh, you know there's basically each of the the four elements in lfo is that is everywhere else um heart is not a real element i'm sorry captain planet um so the fire golem is basically a big walking flame stack of mm-hmm. burny punchy goodness and looks as scary as that sounds. It's such a big model. It's like they it have done that kind of scale up a little bit as they've gone along just to make the big shit look scary. Yeah. We had uh, indirect contrast to that, Mr. Tannen. Mr. Tannen. So Mr. Tannen is a classic model from at least 1.5, 2 again. I don't know. But either way, when Ten Thunders came out, one of the Ten Thunders factions, it basically the, the leader is the owner of the, the local casino slash brothel, uh, the Honeypot. Um, he has a, a critter in the basement called Hungering Darkness, who is basically feeding off all the customers. And Mr. Tannen and Mr. Graves are two of the employees there who are both Nephilim, which are the the local kind of demony looking friends. <gasps> He's Nephilim. He is. Um, I don't want to play him after playing against him. I don't want to play him, but Nephilim. Um, hmm. I'm pretty sure that both of them are um, kind of shapeshifters, and one of them is the the big burly sort of bouncer. And Mr. Tannen is not that one. He's the other one. He is. He is this little Weasley sort of inconvenient spit of a model, um, you know, who's who's hiding a, a penny behind. He's like an accountant kind of critter, if you could picture that. Um, and his entire shtick in the game is he basically is a debuff piece. He mm-hmm. he just gets around and annoys. It makes it harder for you to, to use your cards and cheat and do good things and, and, and all those kind of things. So he's just an annoyance piece. Um Played by an annoyance of a human. Um, no. <laughs> Val, who took him, it was the best because he basically said before he was going to take this guy and one of the abilities on Tannen's card is boring conversation. And he was determined to role play that to the nth degree. He was fantastic. Like he was just, it was such a character playing such a character. It just worked. So much fun. So yeah, Tannen, look, and the, the interesting piece with him in an Enforcer Brawl is it doesn't actually do a lot of damage per se he, because his role in the game is not a damage dealer, but takes all types. Yeah. Uh, we had Talos. Talos is one of the relatively new models for the Outcast faction, and he is um, so Tara, the master he's with, is is all about burying. And Talos is kind of this ancient piece of technology who buries people by putting them in his stomach cage. Um, he's also a giant robot with a big giant Thor wacky hammer, um, and he's a, dude a pretty model too inside his cage. So yeah, he's a pretty model, relatively new. Bit bit funky, um, played by one of the the guys who literally had finished playing a game of Lord of the Rings, and we bullied into staying and said, "Just pick a model, any model." And he saw saw the Talos there and went, "Yeah, yeah, this this giant fucking robot Thor with a guy in his cage stomach, um, I'm on board." And who wouldn't be? I I, I have looked at that model. It's, it's very nice. Uh, we had. The other Lord of the Rings player, Desolation Engine, is that right? Yes. Uh, look, unless they've changed the name of for Third Ed, but the long story short is uh, Leviticus, who is the the leader for that one, is this kind of uh, 
tinkerer slash like mechanic slash resur like zombie survival Frankenstein doctor dude. Um, so a lot of his guys are these kind of living robot abomination kind of smushed together experiment kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So he has all these little guys called abominations who are basically just, you know, some heads on some robot legs with little pokey bits hanging out their eyes or just, you know, a a splayed rib cage on legs, um, that kind of fun. And then eventually those guys can Voltron into a bigger, nastier version of themselves called the Desolate, yeah, the Deso Engine, um, who's a giant undead robot dude with a buzzsaw arm okay i got just i've got toy story images in my head of like Sid that's, and, and... that's kind of the theme but if you remove the toys and add people okay cool excellent got that uh then we had rich with a metal golem the metal golem which is a renamed rail golem for anyone who played uh second ed um but effectively is a big arcanist robot that they use to help uh, build railways and when their railway crews get abused they use to whack other things abusing the railway queues um so he's giant sort of giant metal robot part steam train holding a giant lump of iron girder that he just choo-choos and whacks <laughs> See, they had, a lot of these were very big models too that one in particular um, yeah, yeah, but that was that was the six opponents, and then there was us. So for me, I sort of put forward a couple. I went through all my cards of what I have models for, and pretty much narrowed it down to like the painted ones pretty quickly. Uh, Killjoy is always one that I turn to. Like Killjoy is just just massive guy with his guts hanging out and he's supposed to have like a metal hook that he's holding which just you warned me about when i put the model together yep a bit Um, of a scorpion chain style situation so i've actually on my model i've attached a chain and that's sitting on the ground because it broke off in the night i was building it told Uh, you yeah you did you did I was so fucking proud of myself to put it together and then I looked at it, turned it around, it caught on something, it dropped to the floor, that was it. Uh, But that's the one I usually go for. But my other choice is Teddy, which was my very first Manalfoe model and the the first one that I wanted to buy. Uh, And my first foray into Manalfoe was playtesting the RPG and I think Teddy was the first opponent we came up against. I was like... This is cool. But I've got two teddies now. And so I've got the standard teddy and I've got Miss Airy. Misery. Misery. See what uh, they've done there. Yeah. Yeah. Who I painted for a little painting competition last year in a brilliant pink and blue. And it's still it's still one of the models that I am most, most proud of painting because sometimes things Quite often things don't work the way I want them to, but for that one, it worked out far better than I'd hoped. Anyway, I put it forward on a Twitch stream one night. I'm like, which one should I play? And I held up a couple, and the universal choice was the pink bear. So I went with Misery. And then there was you. 
It was. Um, so once again, the Care Bear stare wins out. Anyway, who would have thought? But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking back to who's on your Twitch stream most of the time. Yeah, no, no it all falls into place. Um, yep. No. So my guy is the uh, – and look, not the first time that I've played this guy in an Enforcer Brawl. I kind of enjoy not it. Not at all. <laughs> um, the Lone Swordsman. Uh, so a 10 Thunders piece, samurai-style looking dude. Um basically just a regular dude with a big old sword and the piece that I really liked about this. So he's one of the versatile pieces for the 10 thunders. You can kind of rope him into any, any old crew and he kind of just slots in nicely and does his thing, which is whack people with his sword um, until they're dead. But the, the real piece with him, if with an enforcer brawl and I'd, hadn't read the card, the third ed card, to be perfectly honest. Um, so I wasn't sure how much it changed. But in the, the second edition that I played him a lot, he had an ability called You Shall Not See Another Sunrise. Um, and in that, you basically pick one of the models. And you say, all right, you shall not. And he gets to go again. He gets a second activation. Um, and if he kills the model, happy days, he gets a bunch of buffs to killing the model. If he kills the model and if he doesn't, he dies kind of commits seppuku out of disgrace yeah um so they've sudoku yeah he does some sudoku he (laughs) he works out what adds up to nine um and gets distracted Uh, so in the third ed so we've found out with this game he -hmm. has an ability called my last breath um which is basically the new you shall not see another sunrise um where you attack a model or you get to push and attack a model, which is cool. And you get some buffs. And if at the end of your activation, that model is not dead, you take four damage. So you don't actually just flat out die anymore, but he you literally take half his wounds. He's got eight. So um, it, it has a very similar kind of feel. Um, but equally, I feel like it's not doing the character any justice unless you fully abuse that ability, which encapsulates his entire reason for being on the table. So it was six rounds. Did you use that every round? Every single round. I thought you probably did because there was a lot of stabbing going on That's... one way or the other. Well, I mean, realistically, it's it's a tactical action, right? Um, so at one of his two actions, you can do this. And for that, you get positive flips. So when you, you flip cards to hit someone, a positive flip means you flip two and you pick the highest of those two. So it's a good way to, to get a better result. Um, you also get positive on the damage flip. So if you manage to hit somebody, you get a, a bonus to your damage as well. Um, and so for... For this ability, you get those positives. You get to push five inches, so you get a free move. You hit them. And then you still have your second action, which is invariably going to be that attack action. Um, He's got some abilities built in, which he can help to sort of murder stuff. Um, So he has the potential. And if we just talk about raw damage potential... Um, I think he's a three, four, five. So five is his kind of severe damage. You can give him a built-in critical strike to make that a six, which means out of two attacks, without breaking a sweat, 12 damage. He's, if he's the kill- card's alone. If, he's killing everything, mm-hmm. killing, killing most stuff. There wasn't much on that table with more than 12 wounds at any given stage. Um, no. that, that's a fair amount of wounds. 
So yeah, you played him to point. I mean, that's what he does. That's why yes. he's there. <laughs> that's why I played him. Uh, it's a like high risk, high reward. I, I, I dig it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, look, the Teddy Teddy does work for me. I've I've used him a few times. He's got um, ability where he can take an extra attack, so you're potentially doing three attacks per round. Uh, he's got a little bit of healing, a little bit of armor, and he's terrifying, which means that people have to pass a willpower test to actually hit him, which saved me a couple of times and caused people to drop cards out of their hand quite often, which was nice. Um, anyway, like I've got, like, what have I got three lines written down here for what happened? Uh, but... It was just, yeah, it was just a big all-in brawl for uh, six rounds. That is fun. it. So, I mean, a couple of amendments that I, I've made to the game previously and have worked really well and we played the same is, look, normally you get a point for doing damage to someone and you mm-hmm. get a point for killing somebody or you get a couple of points for killing somebody. Happy Two days. points for killing. But given that you respawn on a, a random table edge and a lot of these enforcers have also got some range damage, you kind of want to encourage people to, to get up in the guts of it and make it that all in brawl that it's supposed to be. Um, so the the two amendments that we've made previously that we, we rolled into this game is that when you work out which random board edge that you spawn on you flip two cards and you get to pick um so you give each one of those board edges one of the four suits um and then it just means that you've got a better chance to get in the action um and then the second part is at the end of every round you also get a point if you're within six inches of the center of the table and that just means that again people are encouraged to get in the middle in messy and just get silly instead of sit in the corner and just live and take pot shots and, and kind of snipe their way to victory. Cause where's the fun in that? So exactly. we brought them in. Um, and look, probably the, the biggest things for me, am I hearing some background noise over there? I think you might be. Hold on. Yeah. Yep. Ah. Let's take a short break. Yes. We'll be back Let's after go these to the lobby. sponsors we have returned we're um, gonna have to put that lobby song or or intermission by tool or something in every single episode for yeah. a while i think um was yeah it, apologies was exhale the ombre from the offspring that had intermission as a song as anyway um there we'll is a this. tool intermission song uh which is quite cute but yeah i have not listened to offspring for a long time i mean rightly so but <laughs> anywho um Enforcer Brawls, that's what we were at. Yep. And let's get into the game. 
Yeah, well, like I don't have an awful lot of notes because basically what happens, I mean, to set up you guys and set up turns, you flip the cards for initiative. And every card, the deck has four suits ranging from 1 to 13. Uh, There are two jokers in the deck. One is the red joker, which is the best card in the deck. And one is the black joker, which is the worst. Yeah, it is a standard poker deck for those playing at home. So 54 cards... Four suits, you know, one through, or ace through king, uh, a couple of jokers. Yeah. Standard. So, yeah, you flip for initiative, and for the first round, you flip to see who's deploying first, and the lowest flip always goes first, which I think for a lot of times, the lowest flip was actually a better option. Yeah, and look, that could be one of those things that we got wrong too, to be honest. Uh, so, and it's it's hard. So normally in a, a standard game of Malifo, the highest flip would choose whether they want to go first or second, and there are benefits mm-hmm. to both. Um, and the enforced rule, it just gets messy because... Yeah, you'd be choosing a yes or no, and then the next person, yes or no, or whatever. Yeah, so it was so, just easier. We just <clears> streamlined <throat> it, went, right, this is the order, go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, flipping for initiative, and I flipped the Black Joker, which I thought at the time, I thought, oh, shit, here we go. This is the start of the end. Um, but like I said, it actually worked out quite well because I sort of positioned Teddy close to the middle, but sort of right on the edge of the circle on the board edge closest to me. Uh, the next person was the Sandworm, and he positioned fairly close to me. Uh, after that, I forget the order, but the fire golem was sort of, so I sort of had the sand worm on my left, the fire golem on the right, and then everybody else sort of piled in the other side, mm-hmm. which was interesting. I, I saw this fire golem. I didn't like the look of it. I thought the sand worm looks smaller. <laughs> and because I went first, I went, right, well, fuck it. Let's just charge straight into this worm and see what happens. Uh, and it worked out that that was probably the best thing I could have done because I charged into the worm, did a bit of damage to him. He tried to hit me back in return, uh, failed on his terrifying test and did very little to me. And then everybody else just piled in and the fire golem went towards everybody else and all of a sudden it's just me and the worm on one side and six of you on the other side. Yeah. Um, as an aside, it turned out that worm was not a real doctor, but he was a real worm. He was an actual worm. And there's another song idea. Anyway. You've lost me again. That's fine. God, I'm not with it today. All right. All right. You use your, you use your musical craziness uh, look, until it's... you get your ass together and, and build us a theme song. You can do whatever you like. Ugh. Anyway, um, yeah, so, I mean, watching that first round play out, it basically ended up with you and the worm on one side Mm -hmm. and everybody else. Oh, there was kind of a bit of a shit fight in the middle. And Mm -hmm. then I think the the metal golem and something over in the far corner, the opposite far corner, and that was about it. So um, I was in that shit fight in the middle. I decided that the correct place to be was hitting the biggest thing on the table. Um, so I legged it towards the, the giant flaming ball of fire um, as opposed to the not flaming ball of fire. Or the fl- anyway, um, 
did did my last breath. The flaming ball of fire survived and I did myself some wounds. Um, I very quickly got taken off the table, respawned in the far corner, um, and then it did exactly that but to the desolation engine. I'm pretty sure I murdered the desolation engine and lived and then got murdered in turn by something else. Um, It was just a murder fest. It really was. Yeah, it was. I I think... my second turn, I hadn't been wounded by the sandworm. I flipped lower initiative than he did, so I got to go before he did. So I finished him off, and then I think I charged into the melee that had broken out on the other side of the board and killed off two guys who had been damaging each other pretty yeah, quickly. Just a just little, little snipe at the end there. Just oh, God, it was great. Kill steal. <laughs> uh, I suppose, like, for me, again, it was, a, it was a bit of a rinse and repeat type situation of just die, respawn, come in, murder some stuff, die. Um, there there was a couple of moments there where, where that were real kind of just, just real malifaux moments, though. And I suppose one of them was a stage where we had myself, the the fire golem, the desolation engine, um, and fucking something else in the middle of the table. And the Talos was the other one in the middle yep. of the table. And Mr. Tannen just standing slightly behind everybody. And he has this really frustrating ability that if you want to take an action that isn't a walk, um, you have to pass a, a duel to do it. And he kept just putting them on people to, to piss them off. But he has a second really frustrating ability that I think is just passive. It just stays with him. And every model, every enemy model, and an enforceable, everyone's an enemy, mm-hmm. um, every enemy model within six inches, if they want to cheat a card, need to first discard a card. So if you are trying to hit someone, and you want to you flip a card off your deck and you want to replace that with a card from your hand, that's called cheating. Cheating fate is, is the concept. So every time I wanted to do that, I had to discard a card from my hand to be allowed to, which is fine in a full game of Malifaux when you've got a, a hand of you know five, six cards, whatever the fuck it is. I can't even remember right now. In an enforceable, you have three. So you're literally throwing out a third of your hand to cheat with the other third of your hand. <laughs> you can only do it once per round. because he is standing around. Um, so he's a, a super frustrating one there. So you had a whole bunch of people trying to do stuff and basically just having to rely on whatever they flipped at the point in time. Um, so there was a moment there where I decided that it was time for my last breath to kill something. Can't even remember what tried to hit, flipped pretty poorly, cheated a card from my hand to flip something higher, and then my opponent just did exactly the same, and that first attack just missed. So at this point in time, I am not killing this opponent, and I am doing myself some damage. Um, Because it's what you do. This is exactly right. But the second one, same thing applied. Now, I can't cheat anymore at this point, and I just flipped abysmally. And they flipped slightly less abysmally. So my second swing of the samurai, like the penultimate warrior, um, <laughs> just completely air swung. And the way this actually played out in game is the Desolation Engine's got an ability where if you activate within a certain range of him, you take a wound just because he's mm-hmm. got this aura of being gross. So I took a wound from that. 
I took another wound because I had activated inside of a giant flaming pillar that the flame golem leaves when it dies. That was me, sorry. Um, so I'd taken two wounds from that, done absolutely nothing, and taken four wounds at the end. So I killed myself in the end of that because of all the extra passive damage I'd taken along the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, for zero effect, but it was just that that super sort of malafoe moment, which is kind of appropriate for your character. It was glorious. Yeah, look, it's just yeah, it just was this all in just murder fest. You also had wow. um, you know Mark playing the the flame golem, who uh, amazing model, amazing mm-hmm. abilities and stuff, um, but actually does a lot of passive damage because he gives models a condition called burning um, and basically sets them on fire. And then the fire that they are on does more damage over the course of the the game. But the rules of the game say that if you give someone a condition, the condition does the damage and you don't do the damage. So you don't actually get points for all of the people he murdered through fire of which there were several. And then the terrain that he created, the the flame pillar when he died or something Mm -hmm. also did damage to people also murdered other people. He didn't get any points for them. I feel like he actually racked up a, a pretty significant kill tally and got no points for any of it because it was all through this, you know, burning conditions and flame pillars and hazardous terrain and other stuff. There was very little direct damage. Um, and in the meantime, Mr. Tannen actually did reasonably good just shiving people with his little penknife. Um, like he ended up being a little bit of a jot and wick of the whole situation. He just took a pencil to someone and got While stabby. While he was giving them the boring conversation, which yeah. was distracting them and causing them to discard cards and do all this other stuff. Yeah. Then just, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was annoying and he wasn't targeted as much as I thought he would be. No, I mean, it was easy points too. Mm. I feel like it was part of that was Val just smooth talking his way through the game. <laughs> It um, seemed appropriate. Which was, it was glorious. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. So much fun. As I said, two, two people who had never seen the game played, never, you know, potentially, you know, had heard of the game and that was about it. Um, to be able to sit down and play a full game with, you know, six other people um, and pick it up and by the end of it, have a fair idea what they were doing, you know, and, yep. and by the end of that, they go on. So, so what other models have you got? What models does this one go with? Cause I liked <laughs> this model. Like it's, it's a nice little, little way to just to hook people in. Um, it's such, it's such a good introduction to the game. And I mean, that's how you got me hooked in the first place. And I am all for more of these games. Yeah. They are so much fun. Um, as I said, I've been to a couple of Enforcer Brawl style tournaments I'll, I'll call them tournaments they weren't tournaments um you know it wasn't super competitive but you show up and you just play you know five enforcer brawls over the course of the day stupid good fun <laughs> um and this was just another one and again it look with eight players around the table um and, and stuff interacting two people who had never played the game before it went longer than i expected it to to be perfectly fair um it was probably a two-hour game in the in the grand scheme of things, yep. um, but two hours of just backstabbery and you know, stupid shenanigans and fun times and you know it, it was such a good send off for the the little store. I was stoked to be able to make it down there. 
Like you say, it was two hours, but it didn't. It didn't feel like a long game to me. I just, I had fun the whole way through. Yeah, and it was that piece that everyone's engaged the whole time because at any stage, someone may turn around and stab you, um, yes. which is the best part of it. <laughs> so, I mean, it, there were scores in the end because we did keep track of who killed who. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to talk about those at all? Well, I don't know exactly what the scores are because, I mean, we, we got to the end and everyone was saying, oh, you know, I've got this. I mean, I think Rich had two points at the end or something. Not, <laughs> not over. No, I, I, was sitting on a, I was sitting on a 10-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, um, then all of a sudden I think, I think it was Rich just said, well, how many points has Teddy got? Because... Teddy had been very annoying, and like I said, like didn't I die a whole lot. Once I died once. I died every turn. <laughs> I died once. I got five kills, and I racked up twenty-two points, which I don't think anybody came even close no. to. So. I think you know there was maybe a twelve or a fifteen of my, which was the closest. But so the pink Teddy wins the day. Which is the way it should be. <laughs> and, and, you know, very proud of my first game with, like I said, a model that I am as as a very uh, shit to average painter, I am so proud of that model. And to, to have her do so well in the first game, I was very proud. Yeah. It was just good times. Warmed the cockles. Even the subcockle area. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you were saying a little bit of difference between second and third. Yeah, ed. look, I probably had two massive like takeaways from, apart from just reigniting how much bullshit fun the the enforceable format is, and how frustrated I am that I don't really have the time to dedicate to Malifaux proper that I used to have. Um, that's probably the other. Uh, takeaway i'm like i really wish i could just go balls deep in this game but anyway um so the second ed format and i was all over malifaux second edition i I was you know that was my jam um and the enforceable was a no-brainer you just play and i suppose that the piece here is with third ed they kind of re-released the rules and there were some slight changes um and how confused I am between editions is just uh, uh, like, and just little things like um, with this one, with the the previous edition, you used to lose points if you died. Yep. So the more you died, like you. Yeah, dying actually. Everybody had, ended on lower points than, than yeah. the game that we were in. Um, so, you know, that, that was a piece. It was, um, they also had one that if you did damage to someone, if you took the first wound off someone, you got a point. Um, whereas they've changed it to this one that if you do damage to a model, you get a point. So you rack up more points that way. Um, but equally, if you did previously, if you did damage to a model or you killed a model that was a higher value than your model, you got an extra point. Um, so suddenly a lot of those larger, more expensive models that, that do a lot of damage, but they also bleed a fair amount of points. Um, so, you know, that was a fun little little thing where you had people trying to take the sculpts of, of bigger, meaner, nastier things as well with the last game. Um, so there were just, you know, enough changes in the, the game for me to, to just be, oh, I, uh, you know, you go in assuming 
you know, how to play mm-hmm. the game. And there was just enough little, little tricks and changes that I was just like, oh, okay, it's not like that this time. Oh, well, I'll actually read the rules. All right, shut up. I'll get back <laughs> in my corner. Um, <clears throat> so it, it's, look, it's still the same game. It's still super fun. It was just get used to changes more than anything. Um, and then the second one is, so you've got, you know, probably four or five people sitting around that table that had a fair idea how to play the game proper um, and had a fair idea how to play an enforcer role. You had a couple of brand new players um, who had never, you know, flipped a card to play Malifaux in their life. Um, and probably the other takeaway for me is how confusing it can get when you've got five different people trying to explain the same thing to the same person <laughs> at the same time um, in the nicest possible way. Like everyone was just doing the damnedest to help and it was lovely, but there were times there where I just had to shut up and, and take a back seat and just not get involved because there was just another voice did not add to the help <laughs> at all. Yeah. You're saying that like, I didn't notice it at the time, but there were definitely times when, I mean, yeah, there's more people that know what they're doing at that table than I do. But there was one or two times I was saying I was trying to help out, going, okay, well, you want to do this means this or whatever. And I was like, I stopped myself going, out of everybody at the table, I'm not the person that should be saying this. So I (laughs) held myself back. And the flip side is it like – Having having run enforcer brawls before and having running large enforcer brawls with a bunch of new players before, I used to use that as my way to introduce a lot of players. If I had multiple new players at once um, to, to try come up to learn Malifaux, um, that was kind of my go-to if you had a, had three or more. Which and is I, totally fair. And I have done it before. At I was doing demos at PAX uh, one year. And they had like eight people show up who had never played the group of eight friends show up and just go, Hey, can, we're looking for a game we can all play. Can we all play this game? And I went, I reckon we can. So with eight people who had never played the game before, <laughs> I proceeded to run Enforcer Brawl there and explain the game from the ground up and get everyone going. And I just, it's really, really hard to go from that, like either, either you're in control of the game and you're explaining everything and you're doing it or you're not because having multiple people do half and half is just super confusing. Um, so, you know, I, even there are times there where I, I found, you know, somebody was explaining something and the person that they were, you know, attacking or whatever had already flipped cards. I'm like, oh, we've probably jumped the gun here because we need to explain what you're flipping and what they're flipping and how it works. But we're already here. Just go with it. Just roll. <laughs> Go with the flow. Um, so, yeah, and not a, as I said, not at all a criticism because firstly, the, the guys that were new to the game picked it up absolutely amazingly. So clearly it worked. And secondly, everyone was there just trying to help. It was the, mm-hmm. the friendliest, like coolest place where people were just like, oh, and you can do this. And if you thought about this, and did your guy take this damage? Because he should have taken it. Your guy does this thing. Um, so everyone was was super helpful and stuff, but it was just, there was a, a little bit of chaos in the middle of that as well, <laughs> which added to the atmosphere. I like the fact with Enforcer Brawl too, because there's so much chaos and so much going on, like it's not about, winning because you can never expect to win like, whatever you do you're going to get backstabbed by seven other people in this case and look, um 
which yeah. is you know why all of a sudden I was you know halfway through the game I'm like why am I doing so well this doesn't seem right <laughs> and the other thing that if we were going to do this again the other thing I would do um is I'm pretty sure there's a whiteboard around there somewhere but if you can throw the score up on somewhere mm-hmm. and do a running tally because everyone was keeping their yes. own score right but you make it really, really clear who's winning and how much they're winning by, and all of a That's sudden, very you watch targets I mean, go. Everybody, like it was, I think by round three, Val especially was going, "Well, what's going on with this Teddy? He's just killing things, or she's just killing things." So the target was given, and then I got taken out by about. I think it took about three guys to take me down, but then everybody just went back to beating each other up. Yeah. You just keep that target red. You know, you keep the laser focus on whoever's at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of fun to watch that play out. Um, you know, I, we almost could have broken that into two tables. Um, yeah. And look, if we had any more players, I absolutely would have suggested we play two games. Um, but no, I think there's, look, there's definitely potential to get a few more of those in, a few more players involved. Um, stupid good fun. Oh, yeah. So if you're in the Geelong area and this seems like it could be for you, I mean, it's one model. If you're even going to buy it, like Jace has plenty that he can lend out. I have a couple, but like one model will set you back, what, 30 bucks? Yeah, if that. Yeah, yep. if that. And Throw the Dice has got a decent enough range and can get more in. He's happy to get more. Um... Oh, yeah. I yeah. can't wait to see what sort of range Rich has when he's got a bigger shop and bigger area to put stuff in. Yeah, and look, realistically, the other thing here is Malifaux is one of those games that got me in because the models are so bloody nice. Um, if you just and want something one, for everyone, and that's it. So if like it's worth just having to scrounge through the range just for cool shit, just to have because. And I mean, if it happens to be a model that you can throw down in one of these things, then that's just an extra little bonus. Exactly. Love it. Um, all right. Shall we talk about what's on? Yeah. So there is all some right. stuff. There is. How much do you know about? Uh, well, I've got a couple written down, and then I'll let you do yours. Done. Uh, first and foremost, if you are listening to this uh Anytime soon. Next Saturday, Sunday is the Geelong Town Open. So a huge 40K sold out tournament. Um, If you can, if you're interested, get along, have a look. There will be some awesome armies there. There will be some amazingly painted stuff. And there will be two half-assed podcasters there on the Saturday talking shit and looking at paint jobs. Yeah. You said said paint, didn't you? Paint, I did. Yeah, good. Okay, good. Um. (laughs) That's, um, yeah, this Saturday. So if you're listening to this anytime soon, jump in and and have a look because it's going to be great. If you're listening to this in the future, uh, greetings to our ant overlords and I apologize for... That's a solid reference. Uh, I'd like to remind them as a trusted celebrity, I'm useful in rounding up others to toil in the underground sugar caves. Um. 
Uh, throw the dice when they reopen. Get along. Uh, I don't know if Rich will do anything exciting for the first week, but even if he doesn't get along, I can't wait to see what this store looks like. And winter wipeout is the next big thing for him. So 28th, 29th of August will be his big uh, convention of games. Correct. A bit of everything. Yeah. So a bit of a recap on that sucker this weekend. So the 3rd and 4th of July, the Geelong town open 40 K the sucker sold out, but get along anyway. Um, Look, just a massive shout out to, to Lockie and Dave who are running it. The amount of effort they are putting in this year to make sure that the target acquired uh, events are absolutely premium. Um, Like I'm looking at the tables that they're putting together um, mm-hmm. of terrain and everything just so they've got them for events that they can roll along to the amount that they're doing for you know for painting trophies and getting stuff like you know, little 3d printed chainsaws printed for awards and all this kind of just the extra shit that they're doing um super cool and yeah as i said we'll be around on the saturday around lunchtime ish just checking the place out looking at paint jobs that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um if we go chronologically, the next thing I have on the list is the 24th of July. Uh, there are two events on at the same time, at the same place. You can only play at one of them, um, but there is... Unless uh, you have a clone. Well, then you would still only play at one of them and your clone would play at the other. Um, I mean, you could probably swap, How do you identify between the two? Does that matter? You're still only at one place. <laughs> Carry on, McDonald's. Anyway, um, yeah, we hang on. Wait, are we using Terminator rules or Back to the Future rules? Uh, <laughs> um, so, which, which Terminator? Uh, anyhow, um, I, I like to use Ferris Bueller rules where if we spin the wheels backwards. Um, <laughs> 24th of July. So there is a 30, uh, 30K, Warhammer 30K event called the Vaults of Entrigar, wherever the fuck that is. Um, that is at the Esplanade. So the same place that Rich runs uh, his sort of, you know, uh, some smash. Uh, and I think it's the same place that Winter Wipeout is at. Um, I'm pretty sure the 30K place is uh, capped, but there is a second event who is tagged alongside that uh, Cry Hard, which is a Warhammer Warcry event, uh, which is, I think, a 14-player cap, but they have not reached those 14 players. There are places everywhere. It's 1,000-point warbands, um, and Pip, who is running it, um, again, puts on an absolutely stellar stellar show. Um I would love to get along to it if at all I can. It would be fucking amazing. But just a day of war cry um, with some awards and shit at the end. I'm pretty sure it's a licensed venue. It'll it'll be silly. The 30K guys might be kicking on that night as well. So it'll get silly. Um, and if you've listened to our episode, like war cry is so fun. Nice, easy, quick game, low models. Yep. Just a lot of fun. Yeah, a, a really easy one to, to get involved in, to learn, to play, to, to paint shit up for. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of guys who are probably painting brand new warbands for that one. Um, I saw one <laughs> in a chat I'm involved on that's basically a Shagoth and three Dragon Ogres, which I'm pretty excited to see happen. Um, so, yeah, as they cry hard, uh, Players Pack and everything is on Facebook. Get along to that sucker. Um, moving on from there, Winter Wipeout is is the big shindig 
28th, 29th of August, but 40K, Infinity, Lord of the Rings, Warhammer Age of Sigma, X-Wing, um, all being played at the same place at the same time with just bullshit amount of fun happening. Um, I said Rich's first real convention, so a bit of a test of that piece, but I feel like he puts on that good of a show normally, um, letting him focus on running the event and people running. So the Target Acquired guys are doing the 40K, so that will be an absolutely you know stellar show. Um, the guys running Infinity, I know, know what they're doing as well. Uh, I feel like there's just going to be five awesome events um, with – uh, just uh, you know all at the same time with people just getting involved and, and playing games and doing stuff it's two days as well so they're talking about the night doing just a bunch of demo games and and whatever else at the, the place getting some pizzas and stuff or whatever um so it's going to be a, a massive weekend of gaming um and they're talking about as i said trying to keep everybody there everyone together getting the different scenes mingling and interacting and, and talking about different games and just kind of promoting the the overall hobby scene which is super cool um and then the last one that will be an ongoing thing for the next however long um is the hobby homies winter paint comp which we better mention um yep. so until the end of winter, whenever the fuck that is, uh, the whole premise is you paint a model and you paint that model in predominantly uh, white, blue, and gray being the wintry type of colors, any scale, any system, any fucking whatever. Um, but it's basically single model, show it unpainted, throw a pick up at that, show a pick of it painted at the end. Um, and they're going to do some, you know, some prizes for people who do cool shit. I'm pretty sure there's a random, uh, just a random 50 bucks throw the dice out. You're getting chucked into, you know, yep. a, a lucky door prize kind of deal. Um, but again, just a good excuse to to throw some paint on something different and do something just, just for the sake of it, which is super cool. The last one was super inspiring to see everyone do. Um, they did the results for that on their last live episode, which was super cool to go through and just see again, everyone's pieces and, and what people had done. And, and, you know, they had a little bit of a spiel from everyone who entered about what they'd painted and why they painted it and what went wrong and what went right and all that kind of fun, which was, which was super cool as well. Um, there are other ones that I have for now. Um, there's That's probably some covered, covered what I had to, so. Yep. Um, I just wanted to give people actual information. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. <you. laughs> um, no, that's cool. And, you know, we're hopefully looking at some, some more events in the, we'll see what else comes out in the near future. Mm-hmm. Keep listening to this space because, yeah, there's, there's plans. Uh, not well formed or thought out, but no, 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 no. The plans are taking some shape. It's not quite a rhombus yet. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, so let's wrap it up before I, I melt into a word soup. A green globule. Yes. Anyway. Um. <laughs> An inanimate, inanimate carbon rod. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, give us a follow on Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, Pornhub, wherever you found us. Uh, leave us a review. Any comments, anything you want us to discuss, uh, let us know. Uh, we have merch. 
where a cool TCG, some sort of clothing Look, you device. Can, you can pretty much pick. You can throw the logo on anything from a hat to a pair of pants to pajamas to bloody a sombrero to a poncho to Ooh, yeah. sombrero. I haven't actually checked whether that's an option, but you know, if you, I will if be you checking need, shortly. If you need a TCG Moo you can probably get one. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we will be doing some more Twitch streams soon, at least, you know, if I can rope Jason, we'll do some more double ones. Otherwise, I am definitely planning on being on a little bit this week with any luck. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Thoughtless Casual Gaming. Uh, thank you very much to our sponsors uh, this month, Alice, George, James, Sarah, and Ryan. Thank you, guys. Much, much, much appreciated. And thank you to you for sitting through our crap for the last two hours or whatever. Uh, we started off badly, and we've gone steadily downhill since then. Uh, so if you've listened to the whole thing, good on you. And why the hell don't you have something better to do? But thank you. Pretty much that. Right. <laughs> Laters, guys. Oh, they're about to show some close-ups of the rod. Let's